Hello and welcome to the Mr. Online podcast. Uh, my name is Liz Jacob Staten, and as usual, I'm joined by JJ Armstrong. Sorry, I'm still put off because StreamYard has decide, decided to zoom my face in. And I don't it's a good look. Glasses. I don't have my glasses on because I've got contact lenses in because I'm playing football soon and my eyes are still like belt buckle holes. JJ, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I think it's a good look that you zoomed in. Uh, you look like a prime Buzz Lightyear, which I guess is a good thing. I'll take that. I'll take that, um, handsome man. Handsome figure. Handsome, handsome man. Um, I'm a bit chaotic at the minute, so I apologise. I've not prepared for this podcast. I've gone on a jog, immediately sat down to do this episode, so I'll be very unprepared, and it'll be chaotic, but what's new? How are you, Jacob? <laughs> that is why there's a pause at the start of this podcast, because I was waiting for the intro. <laughs> oh, We're unprepared. Unprepared. Uh, I'm very well, mate. Thank you. Very well, thank you. Now we're gonna we're gonna start off with something a little bit different this week. Uh, obviously, on Saturday, Forest will play Liverpool at home, a classic fixture for English soccer. Um, we uh, JJ is gonna flash a graphic graphic up on the screen in a second, and it will show you the Wikipedia entry of the players' games and goals for his different clubs that they've played for throughout their career. Uh, they've obviously played for both Forest and Liverpool, because otherwise, what would be the point in doing it, JJ? Um, and please guess uh, who that player is, and we'll reveal who it is at the end. I also will be playing because I don't know who JJ's picked. So, JJ, flip yes. to that graphic. We'll reveal the answer at the end. This is Jacob's test. Oh, that seems so easy. That's so it's easy. It's an easy one to start off with. It's an easy one to start off with. Get the people used to the idea. For those listening, the graphic says. Between the years of 1984 and 93, played for Forest with 311 appearances, 101 goals. Between 93 and 96, played for Liverpool, 39 appearances. 96, 98, Man City, 39 appearances. 96, 97, on loan to Forest, 13 appearances. 97, on loan to Wednesday, one appearance. And then 98, 2008, Burton Albion with 227 appearances. We'll let you know the answer at the end. Jacob's definitely already got it. But for those listening, it gives you something to stew over whilst you're listening to this podcast. But I'm sure you've probably got it already. It's an easy I'm one gonna, to start off with. I'm going to add, if you don't already have it, for shame. And that's me shaking my fist saying for shame. Um, okay, so Manchester United. Um, so, sorry, just looking. So the starting, ele- oh, sorry, Villa game. We're just going to say, um, unfortunately, JJ was taking, well, not fortunately, fortunately for JJ, he's taking a very well-deserved break. Hence our silence following that game. Um, a game that, clearly showed the the inner levels of the Premier League, in my opinion, uh, and as to why Villa are fighting for top four and where to fight in for bottom four. I don't think any, anything else needs to be said, JJ? It was, I was in the Lake District, I had a hot tub outside, and I didn't sit in that hot tub whilst I watched the game. So it was time not well spent that I could have spent sitting in the hot tub. Very frustrating. But yep. at least I got to relax afterwards. So yeah, apologies for our silence after that. But... Hey-ho, we're here to talk about Man United. <laughs> oh, hey. What a game it was a little bit, Jacob. Yes, yes. So starting 11, um, there's a few changes, but I think the key points for me were why was Matt Turner back in goal? Uh, and But it was good to see Ryan Yates starting. I thought, felt like he would be kind of crucial to the way we were probably going to try and battle for this game. Um, contrary to what was floating around the internet, Bruno Fernandes, King Rat started for United and... Most oddly and bizarrely, it was uh, Sofian Amrabat starting at left back. Um, I've got a bit more to say about him and, and where he played a little bit later on. Uh, and one thing that 
Well, there's a couple of things that annoy me throughout this game. Uh, one, the, the the thing number one that annoyed me was them doing the draw before all the teams have played. All the games had to be finished that night. So why not just do the draw afterwards or today? Today is Thursday, by the way. What? Why? 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 Why do it pre-game? This has happened to us before. Um, I think we played Sheffield United away and we were winning one 0 And at half time, they did the draw, and they could possibly play Wednesday in the next round. And guess what happened? Sheffield United won. Um, so yeah, I just just feels wholly unnecessary to do the draw that which could pitch Man United against Liverpool, probably the biggest rivalry in English football in the next round. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, um, and then. The second thing that annoyed me, JJ, and I'm sure this will this riled you up as well, was the commentator talking through Mulligan's tire. Shut your mouth for 60 seconds and let them sing. Am I am I wrong, JJ? You're not wrong. I love hearing it. And what I hate about when they talk over Mull is how they say what a special atmosphere and how great it sounds. I'd love to find out. Just be yeah. quiet. Yeah. Uh, they, don't, they don't talk over you'll never walk alone, do they? That's all I'm saying. They don't. Maybe they should. Because it's a lot quieter. <laughs> fill, fill the silence a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, it is frustrating. There's some commentators that know to be quiet during it, and it is better for it. So, yeah. so for once, I'm very well prepared, and I made copious notes on this game because I thought, particularly for a neutral, it was a bit of a humdinger. Um, so I'm going to rattle through these up to half time, and then me and JJ going to have a bit of a gab about it. So very early on, there was a set piece from United, uh, a nice short one, which comes out and Anthony actually cracks the crossbar. It was very nicely worked. Um, Matt Turner then makes a sensational save from McTominay, who makes a late burst into the box from a header. He definitely should have scored. Um, Divock Origi outstrips Amrabat down the right wing, uh, should have squared it to a one-year, but he puts a tame shot into Onana. Um, and then we get to the kind of the 10-minute point, very much in the game. It's great for a neutral so far. Um, both teams, I've, I've planned to clock this throughout the whole game, was both teams, so all four central midfielders, so two on each team, that way is uh, Yates, Danilo, McTominay and Casemiro, technically very poor in my opinion, and that caused the game to be a very ping-pong affair of one team sends it over, the other team sends it over, and I think United get the ball a bit better than we did, as you would expect, but yeah, it's felt very end-to-end, very much from the start. Um Origi really took it to Amrabat. Uh, it's clear Amrabat is not a left back. <laughs> There's more about that later on. You'll be pleased to hear. And there was a very good chance for Rashford, but he snatched it over the bar. Uh, there was an Amrabat mistake, which led to Tyre one half chance, but it's well, sh- well saved. Uh, actually, Anthony Langer dropped back in for like a cutback. If he'd have carried, held his position, he'd been a perfect place to tap it in because um, Anana did a bit of a spill. Um, and then there was, and then so my next note is uh, it's childish from Eric Ten Hag to play Amrabat left back. Should they have a, surely they have a natural left back in their youth team who's pretty decent. It, it looks very much to me like Amrabat struggles to run. I've, I've heard like lots of rumors he has a bad back. That's still an issue. So it was nice to see Origi actually identify that and run at him. Um, the next comment is a uh, decent effort from Origi. Uh, that was just over the bar and he is torturing Amrabat. Tywood has some good closing down on Onana. We very much like we wanted the game more than more than United. Um, Matt Turner makes another awesome save, probably even better than the first one, JJ, from the McTominay header. What did you think about that? I thought, I thought Matt Turner was actually pretty good. Um, yeah. And I would say it hurts me to say that, but it, it shouldn't. I think 
you've got to say when someone's bad and you've got to say when someone's good. Mm-hmm. And he was just good. And I think before the game, I was filled with a little bit of dread. It did not make the game enjoyable anytime it went near our box because you just don't feel the sense of confidence from him still. It makes the game more nervy over the course of 90 minutes. And he's still yet to convince me he can play with his feet. It just feels like any chance it gets to him, he just levers it away. So obviously still a bit of a weak point. But I think yesterday in general, he was just good. Um, I guess you'll go on to talk about the goal. I don't think he was at fault for that. But no. I think he he didn't do anything special by stopping these shots and making these saves. They were saves that a keeper should make. I just think it was good to see him not really be at fault for much and just have a steady game. Um, And I'm ashamed to admit that me and my partner have been watching Married to... We have lost JJ. Um, I don't know where he's gone. I'm waiting for a Facebook message. (laughs) He does live in the very grim north, so there's a very good chance that his uh, pedalo connection has dropped off. Oh yeah, hi JJ, lovely to see you. Don't know what's happened. This is chaos. This is chaos. Do you know Um, what it was? You started to mention that you and you and your good lady wife watched a very abhorrent TV show. Yes. Back to that point, we've watched a (laughs) a a woeful documentary series on Prime called Married to the Game, which goes like the background of football players and their wives and family. And dare I say, I quite like Matt Turner out, coming out of it. Uh, so I've I've not U-turned. I still don't think he's a <laughs> number one because of it. But he seems like a nice guy. So I think credit where credit's due, he's all right. He's letting uh, babysit the dog, but not keep the goal. I'll choose him to babysit my dog over Nuno Tavares. Whoa but he's not starting right, right. for me. But yeah, anyway, so I did sort of go off on a bit of a tangent. I just, in terms of the save you asked, yeah, good save. <laughs> Brilliant. So uh, the third thing that annoyed me in this game about the coverage was Alan Shearer banging on all game about Marcus Rashford. And he kept saying, that Rashford kept getting the ump because he wasn't getting the ball. And he kept saying, telling him to get on with it. And he's just, he's not a striker, is he? You know, just leave him alone, like... I know. I never thought I'd come to the defense of Marcus Rashford, but Alan Shearer just rabbiting on about him all game. Good lord, man! Just he's not you. He's not a you know. He's not a striker. Just leave him alone. Um, I, I think Shearer came across as a bit of a United fan last night. Well, he didn't talk about Forrest, did he? No, I. I think he's a really dull commentator. I've seen some people online say, say he's great. I find him utterly dull, utterly boring. So, yeah, not for me. But no, he's not. He's not my. He's not my cup of tea. I, I probably. I think I get why other people like him. Uh, I used to really like Ali McCoist, but he seems to become very aware that he's the laughing fool. That he, he's, he's making a spectacle now rather than just talking about the game. Ali McCoist, Italy. Also, I get how ironic it is me calling Shearer dull and boring when you're listening to me speak in a very monotone, dull and boring voice. I get it. Uh, the irony's not lost on me. <laughs> you just running around one hand in the end. <laughs> Um, and then another thing I noticed from the game was we were defending very narrowly, uh, which worked particularly well because both United wingers are very one-footed and had to cut inside. Uh, so that's Garnacho and Anthony, uh, which meant that we had time to, to get out to them. And I think Neko Williams and Harry Toffolo played pretty well in the first half and did quite well to, to nullify their threat. Um, and then 
well, actually talking about Neko Williams, he had a, a decent chance on a counter-attack with a, a really great strike when it fell to him and he just put it over the bar. Um, and then uh, you'd be funny, surprised here, JJ, another counter-attack, uh, a lovely ball from Gibbs White. Um, it's just ahead of Taiwo. Ilanga recovers it, uh, but then the Taiwo shot was absolutely atrocious. Um, and then another one about a, a dangerous break, which ends from a, with a ball in from Nico, and we, we look dangerous in every break. And that le- that finishes the first half, JJ. I, I just, in particular, the first twenty minutes, um, we were very good. I think we're more than equals to United. Um, and, it, and the game slowed down because I don't think it could have stayed at that same pace. But yeah, in particular, the first twenty minutes, I was I was very very happy. I think we looked good for it. I think we looked largely the better team. Uh, in just about, I think Man United looked pretty shocking to me. They looked like they weren't really capable of producing much. I know they had a few half chances, um, but I just felt the players looked a bit unbothered and bored to me, whereas our players looked like they were bothered and up for it, particularly in that first 20 minutes. So I think it's when you're taking the deficit of where they are in the league and where we are in the league and what team Man United are and what team we are, I think it was us pushing to the better of our ability and Man United suffering through the lowest of their ability, um, which gave it a bit of a fine balance. I think we were largely equal, but I could see Forrest beating Man United at that time. Um, I think we looked better for it. But as I messaged you at the time, we know what's going to happen. We were sort of on the up. I would argue the better team had a few chances and couldn't capitalise. You do that against Seattle at Man United, you're not always going to come out on top. So I felt like that was the chance to to take our chances whilst we were on top, but alas, not meant to be. But the game did start to slow down. It was interesting to sort of find out what second half, what second half would have in store for us. Um, but I would largely felt quite confident at halftime. I thought this, there's a route in this for us to at least push them to the end. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the second half starts, and I, you know we, we made a very confident start to the second half. Probably, probably better than the first half started. Actually, uh, there was a great counter attack where Alanga plays in Taiwo, and he makes a bit of a tame effort. And Nana was well struck, but fairly straightforward save. Um, there was another great move which ended in another tame shot from Origi, easily saved by Nana. Um, and then, and then there's a possible shot for a penalty. Rashford went through. He got sandwiched out. Um, if I'm being honest, I'm I'm surprised it wasn't given. Um, he he looked to be taken off the ball. I mean, I, I don't think there was much in it, but I'm, I'm very nah. surprised it wasn't given. Nah, weak. Get to the gym, pal. Yeah, I just you know I'm just in this day and age I'm surprised it wasn't given. I think I'm, the only reason I'm surprised it wasn't given is because it was Man United on the other side of it. That's the only reason why. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it, it's never been a penalty. Yeah, yeah. And then after the 60th minute, United start to get hold of the ball a bit more, and I think everyone was starting to slow down and slow down again a bit bit quicker than the first half did. Um, but they still struggled to create, create clear cut chances. They were shooting, take a lot of shots from outside the area. Um, Fernandez had a, 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 a effort deflected wide, or kind of McTominay tried to direct it goalwards. So I suppose it counts as deflection, but it's a good, decent build up. Um, Tyway went through on goal, but the assistant incorrectly flags offside. Just let it go. I thought that was what VAR was for. That's what my, <laughs> that's, that's the note that I made. Um, again, United getting shots, but they're all from distance and they're all quite tame. Um, Alanga 
does some good running, wins a free kick from Lindelof. Lindelof gets booked. That's and that was the first call of the night. It was quite late, so it was quite a combative game. Uh, Murillo <laughs> strikes an absolute thunderbolt at Anana. Um, it was it was very well struck, but it was an easy save. I think he probably should look to recycle it, but at the time, I don't think it was much on. Um, and then our first change was Callum Hudson-Odoi for Origi. Uh, Origi wasn't as good in the second half, but he's, he's still his very best game for us, I think. JJ? Origi really impressed me, particularly in the first half. Uh, looked a different player, and I think he's starting to show spells and flashes of brilliance. Uh, he's he's looking like if we can maintain this form, he could be a bit of a difference maker because uh, mm. largely he unimpressed before. So I think he looked really good. Uh, the ball was always on to sort of slot it through for Taiwa to run onto, which was nice. Unfortunately, couldn't capitalise on it. Um, he beat his man, had some quick feet now and then, which was impressive. So I think largely a good performance from him. Um, I'm surprised he got taken off. I'd have probably kept him on. Um, but I thought he looked good. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's then a couple of great balls put into the box. That's some good play. What first one from Toffolo and the uh, second one from Alanga, both from the opposite sides. Um, but and the first one from Toffolo, Gibbs White couldn't get on the end and Alanga couldn't control it. And the second one, nobody gambled, which was disappointing because it was a wonderful ball. Um, in between that, there was a lucky ball that broke to Rashford, but he lashed it over the bar. He really looked off off the ball, off fire, not in form. One of those, one of those ones. He he didn't look didn't look at the races races last night. Um, another long distance shot from Casemiro that was way over the bar. Um, and then it came comes to their goal, JJ. So it was a bit of a nothing free kick out wide, wasn't it? Um, Bruno Fernandez kind of scuffs a ball into the box, and Casemiro gets a late flick on it. I don't understand why anyone's blaming Matt Turner. I would, I, I'd suggest that anyone who's blaming Matt Turner probably hasn't played football before. It's, it's very easy to look at the kind of still of where Casemiro heads it and how far he is away from Matt Turner, but that much of a deflection on a fast ball that close to him, it doesn't matter if it moves an inch. It's still going to go past him, isn't it? He hasn't got time to react. So uh, it, Matt Turner is playing for the ball as to where it's going, isn't it? Not, not as to the slight touch that Casemiro gets on it. So it's, he's not to blame him, in my opinion. Nor mine. Uh, it wasn't his fault. I think it's mm-hmm. the optics of it going through his legs that make it look worse than it is. I didn't think he... Did it go through his legs? I thought he went to his right, to, down his right inside. I'm sure it went through his legs. If okay. not, he looked a bit... I guess he looked a bit clumsy trying to adjust to position, like a bit of a Bambi on ice. But, I mean, it wasn't his fault. I think the optics make it look worse than it is. Yep. Um, stupid free kick to give away. I messaged you as soon as that free kick was made and I said we all know what happens here this is a goal I can guarantee you that lo and behold I wasn't even angry or surprised when the goal went in because it was just so obvious what was going to happen yeah Uh, the most typical forest thing ever you could predict it and I did predict it so Mm. frustrating and there's obviously the VAR controversy um Really bored of talking about it now, but I guess the controversy is that um, the similar thing happened in the Chelsea-Liverpool final. One was given, one wasn't. Personally, I think neither are, but one can't be and one can be doesn't make any sense. So I just feel consistency is lacking here. It feels like the people operating it are completely and utterly incompetent as per usual. 
Um, I, I also don't really care. <laughs> I'll be honest with yeah. you. It, uh-huh. it was our, it was our own fault in the first place, and it was obvious what was going to happen. So uh, we can blame VAR. It is frustrating, but Felipe didn't get sent off for manhandling and strangling Fernandez. So you win yeah. some, you lose some. Before we before we jump to Felipe the hero, I, I just want to say like there's still I, I get why Gibbs White shared it. He's obviously gutted. Um, it was a great performance, I think, in total. Uh, he was very good on the night. That the post he shared of the two stills side by side is another reason why you shouldn't look at stills. You know, a picture a picture paints a thousand words, and they're not all correct, are they? They don't all tell the actual story. And you know, look at that. The picture. lining up looks similar. But where the ball ends up and who heads it is completely different in terms and of so. who the and like Varane, if Varane had blocked the player that's going to stop Casemiro, then absolutely it's offside, and I think it would have been given. Um, but in the the Liverpool example, I don't know the the personnel of who blocks who, but they have a direct the person who's offside has a direct correlation to what happens with the goal, don't they? So that's that's what hap- that's why I think the reason VAR took so long is because they couldn't see they couldn't see where to draw the lines. Because yeah. it was such a crowded box, I think that's what took took the time. I think uh, my grievance then... is more with the fact that one day it is, one day it isn't. Uh, I know the different circumstances, but still, you could argue potentially that they are similar. But as Forest fans, we are so quick to point the blame elsewhere rather than reflecting on silly free kicks give away obvious where the ball is going to be put, and it was just a bit clever from Fernandez and. Casemiro scored a few goals like that before yeah. for Man United, so it is just our fault. And we didn't capitalise on the chances. It's a bit like Huddersfield in the playoff final. You hear them complaining and Forest fans retort is, well, if you want to win, get a shot on target or score a goal in open play. Mm-hmm. Same thing applies to us. If we want to make sure VAR hasn't uh, been a factor in us losing and exiting the cup, then capitalise on some of the chances and score. Yep. So Take it out of their hands. Yep, it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and then there's not nothing much really happens after the goal. We don't really create a chance of note. Um, because there wasn't enough lot... time, that's why. Because yeah. they they said there's six minutes at a time, and yet, you know, the, the goal went in at 88 minutes. VR checked it for however many minutes. The game we started on like 93, and we ended the game on like 97 or something. Where's the rest of the time? Yeah, it was silly. Uh, and then speaking of silly, there was Felipe who grabbed Bruno by the throat, doing the world of football an absolute favour. And I, I, I can't even bother to talk about VAR, JJ, because as much as he's our player and he's an absolute hero and he's gorgeous, he should definitely have been sent off. I just don't. I don't. Be consistent. Look, Rodri yeah. got sent off for doing the same thing to Gibbs White. Yep. I love him for it because I, I think Fernandez is an absolute rat, but that is not the point. Be no, consistent. It's, it's, it's a red card. I don't get it. And we can't complain about it if he got sent off. Every single Forest fan will go, oh, you can't really do that. That makes sense. Yep. yep. Just it's inconsistent slash the people using it aren't fit for purpose. Yeah. And it, I think overall, J, JJ, I'm not disappointed in the performance. I think the performance was pretty good. We went toe-to-toe with United for 88 minutes. And I think we were probably value for, for, for snatching something ourselves. It just feels a little bit like a wasted opportunity, but nonetheless, it was a very spirited performance. Yeah, we went toe-to-toe with a weak United, uh, which in turn is a good opportunity. So we've only got ourselves to blame. I I don't agree with people online saying that it was terrible. I just don't think it was. I think we were definitely okay. We were were good. Mm. It it was fine. 
Um, I won't melt down over it. We need to be better uh, if we want to get anything in the league, which is obviously our focus, as it always was. But I take a lot of hope from the performance. I think we can see areas of improvement, areas where we need to improve. And largely, it was a good effort that on another night, some of those go in and would enjoy doing the double over my new in one season. So, yeah, fine. it's fine for me. Nothing really wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so next up on Saturday, which is the 2nd of March at 3 o'clock, is Liverpool at home. Um, Liverpool that have played a... I know we obviously played on Wednesday night last night. Um, obviously, they had an extra time win over Chelsea in the League Cup. Um, so I'm hoping they've got a few injuries. They're having to play a lot of kids. So I'm, I'm kind of... They played last night against Southampton. Yeah, played last night and to get through to play United in the next round. I just, I'm hopeful that if we could put in the same performance, we might be able to get something out because they might not have their first team available, JJ. But looking at some of the goals them kids scored, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the the team that lined up at Wembley weren't kids. The team that started, yeah, uh, that their second team is obviously very, very good. They are a very, very good team. We got something against them last season, but this is a much better team than that. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think we're going to see people like Nunes, uh, maybe Sabozlai and Salah come back. Looks yeah. like it anyway. Theoretical, but if they come back, that's obviously a huge improvement. If not, their second string team still look pretty strong to me. And the kids that they're playing are looking really good value. They look great. So it's going to be difficult. I I just can't really picture anything other than a, a Liverpool win, I'll be honest with you. I know the the popular thing to do is to pretend that Forest will win every game, but <laughs> I just there's no point kidding myself. I'll take a point. I think we'd have to work really, really hard for it. I think Forest would have to be at the top of the game and Liverpool struggle um with well, I guess fatigue having played so many games, but I just think it's Klopp's farewell tour. They're trying extra hard. They have got a strong side, regardless of injuries. See us getting anything. What score, JJ? Uh, 3 0 Liverpool. 3 0? 2 all. I'm a, ever the optimist. 2 all. Yeah. Right. No. At the start. Go on, JJ. No, no, no I was just going to say, yeah. I know we can score two goals, but I know we can definitely concede two goals as well. So that works out. <laughs> <laughs> So at the start of the podcast, we showed you a graphic, which was JJ's going to put it on screen, which is a player who has played for both Forest and Liverpool along, along the years. And uh, we want you to guess from those stats that are on the screen. So he's played, they, they played for Liverpool, uh, Forest between 84 and 93, Liverpool between 93 and 96, Manchester City between 96 and 98, back to Forest on loan 96, 97. Sheffield Wednesday on loan 97 and Burton Albion from 98 to 2008. JJ, do you have a cool graphic of who the player is or are we just revealing? It's only bloody Nigel Clough. It's Nigel Clough. And if you didn't get it, shame for shame for shame. I don't think I'd have got it because it's before my time. Um, you don't want to got that. You want to. Got this that? is this is why I've got to I've got to put it together to test Jacob because yeah. I'm no good at these things. I find yeah, it. Difficult. I, I did a few as testers, and um, the one for Man United was Lee Martin, if anyone remembers him, and the one for Liverpool, mine one for Liverpool, was Paul Konchesky, wasn't it, JJ? 
It was. I was going to go for Nico, but I think that's too easy. Um, oh, easy. We'll, we'll do this every week. It will get a bit better. I, I apologize for this episode. It's been last minute, last ditch, and chaotic, which I guess suits Nottingham <laughs> Forest. So uh, I apologize. It will be better next week with that graphic. I'm sorry. I'm a designer, uh, so it hurts me to put things like that up on screen. <laughs> Here's a Wikipedia screenshot. Um, so if you're listening for the first time, um, sorry. If, you, if you've come back again and again and again and again and again, we love you, but also we're sorry. Uh, you had 